Like this really, like this really gonna happen right now. And I think, I think for a split second, man, maybe, maybe like the first couple of days, I was really feeling sorry for myself. And I had to really start thinking. I'm like, yo, bro, I don't, I don't feel abnormal though. So why am I even gonna sit here and, and let this information that the doctor gave me really affect me? I was like, if anything, I'm about to go live my life and I'm gonna start doing everything that I want to do. Like that was literally my mentality. Like, yo, bro, it is time for you to start doing everything that you want to do. Some said I wasn't ready. Some said I wasn't ready. But I'm ready, set, go. Tell it all before I go. If I want my vision heard, I gotta feel it in my soul. So I'm ready, set, go. There it is. I would like to welcome everybody to the very first episode of You Have a PhD in Life podcast, where we respect and acknowledge the fact that your life experiences are your degree. If you were to graduate school right now or, or apply for any job, they were required that you have some type of experience. And so what I want to get everybody to understand is that we all have experiences in life that we can share with each other and bring insight on things from our perspective that can actually help each other elevate and get to the next level. I would be doing uh, interview styles with people who started off on uh, one foot and ended up on another. Uh, an example of somebody who might have been a gangbanger, went to jail, came out of jail. They changed their life and now they're a successful millionaire or maybe a high school athlete who went to college. It didn't work out the way that he expected. You know, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, books. I read a lot. And so I get a lot of my ideas and my thoughts really from books because books transform the mind. And so we'll be discussing books. We'll be discussing thought concepts. And these are things that come to me like just from being sensitive to life. Like one of the things that I always discuss to my people or people that's really close to me is like, does tomorrow really exist? The fact that we even don't acknowledge that we can die within the next five minutes and we keep putting things off to tomorrow. You know, I'm trying to get people to really get out of procrastination, you know, procrastinating over things. When you should be doing things that you want to do and stop negotiating with yourself about the life that you want to live. Man, so let me explain to y'all exactly what went down and how we got to this point. So what happened was, man, about a couple of months ago, man, almost a year, actually, now that I think about it, I purchased a new home. At the same time of purchasing a new, a new house, which was actually 80 minutes away from where I worked at, I actually got a new job. Fortunate for me, I got a new job uh, at the work site where I was already working at. I was doing security prior and I ended up getting hired into the company. So we, I purchased a new house. Now I got a new, a new house and a new job. And I'm feeling good, man. I'm in a good mood, feeling good about myself. Like, yeah, man, I got a house, got a new job. Things are looking on the upside. Um, moved, moved into the new house and didn't even realize that my two and three year old still needed to go to daycare. Now we talking like, you know, we still in the pandemic era. So it's kind of like weird when you move to a new location and people doing daycare and all these other things, they got rules and it's a waiting list and all type of other stuff. So me and my wife sat down and we talked and we realized, like, okay, the girls got to still go to uh, LA with you every day. Now, let me keep this in mind, you guys. I just told you all I moved maybe about 80 miles or maybe about 60 miles. I don't know. Don't quote me on it um, from L.A. And so now I'm waking up at 2.30 in the morning with a two and three year old. I have to get them ready, drive to L.A. Uh, it takes me about an hour and 30 minutes in the morning to get to work. Um, I drop the girls off at daycare. I get to work at five o'clock. I clock in at 5.30. Now I get off work at 2.30. I get the girls from daycare by three o'clock. I'm on the freeway to head home, but I don't get back home until about six o'clock. And on my way home, I have to stop to get my daughters uh, from the Boys and Girls Club. It's my third daughter. I have to stop and get her from the Boys and Girls Club. So yeah, I'm getting home about six, 
trying to get the house organized, just moving to a new house and everything. And I'm in bed by nine o'clock and I had to be back up at two thirty. Now, one thing I wasn't even really realizing when I was going through this whole incident was I was masking everything I was going through with drinking and smoking weed, like literally like I was masking it, man. And so I'm like, Imagine coming home every day, six o'clock, ready to, you know, smoke some, drink some. And then you got to be in bed at nine to be back up at two thirty. That was unhealthy, unhealthy for me. And I had and it had to stop. So anyways, that, that um, I'm commuting back and forth. I'm waking up at two thirty. I'm getting back home at about what, six p.m. I got a two and three year old with me in a car. I'm married. You know, obviously, you know, sometimes, you know, issues just pop up in, in life. And so you got to deal with those issues as well. And um and on top of that, man, I'm driving farther and I start realizing like, man, I'm depleting my savings because gas is going up. You know, when I was living in L.A., my gas was about twenty five dollars a week and I was paying for gas to go. What? I worked 10 minutes away from where I used to live at. So I was really paying for that weekly. Now, imagine going from twenty five dollars weekly to fifty dollars a day. My savings was getting depleted. And so in my mind, I'm waking up every day. I'm taking the girls to school. I mean, to L.A. with me. Um, I get back home. I'm in a new work environment. Me and my wife kind of going through things at the time. I'm trying to get the house situated. I'm still trying to learn my new job. And what was happening was my mind was constantly jumping from one issue to another. I never had a moment to really sit down and just be with my thoughts without thinking about anything bad that I was going through at that time. Like, man, can y'all imagine being in a car for four hours in traffic after working a new job with a two and three year old? Man, the two year old is crying because she don't understand why she in a car seat for so long. My three year old sometimes would be like, daddy, I have to pee. And so we'll pull over so she can use the restroom and imagine getting in the bathroom. She's like, I don't have to pee anymore, daddy. And you just been sitting in traffic. Now, this is a cycle that was going on for three months. And so people, they would ask me like, man, how are you doing it? And on the inside, I'm like, yo, man, I, or at least I thought I was doing pretty well, but man, one day it just all came crashing down on me, man. Like just looking at my finances and understanding like, man, this job is not making any sense. It's not serving me no purpose. I got a lot going on in my life right now. Like, man, it was just a lot. And I'm really just trying, I'm generalizing if y'all, I ain't really give y'all the details of everything that was going on, but man, it, it was, it was, it took a lot on me and I felt suicidal. Yeah. I got to a point where I felt suicidal and I was ready to end it all. And man, I don't know, man. I just thought about my kids. I love my kids so much. And I was like, you know what? What's the next best option? So I fucking cut myself. And I'm going to tell y'all, man, it was a humbling experience. Um, to, I'd never understood why anybody would do that. I did it. And, and that's where I got the concept that you have a PhD in life. And I'm understanding that we all have experiences to share with each other. Because what, what I learned in that moment was that you can be going through so much in your life to the point where you bypass pain. You will bypass pain if something is literally like just eating at your mind and you just don't have a moment to kind of de-stress and, and to let it go. You will really bypass pain because what it does is it allows an opportunity. And I'm not advocating for this. I'm just giving you guys the, the framework because there's a lot of us out here who don't even understand it, who may judge it. But what happens is, is that you have um, people who who do it and it takes your mind off of what you're going through at that point in time. It, you know, it, it allowed me opportunity to stop thinking about what was going on in my head and really just focus on the pain of my body and so um yeah you know that's how this podcast got created so we're gonna go ahead and jump right back into the story uh, lucky i reached out to my brother man and i end up spending some time with my brother uh that day that it happened but the next day man the next the next day was really uh monumental in my life you know this this next day really put me over the top because i went to work the next day after i did it i went to work 
and I was at work. And the way my work, my job was set up is you, uh, you clock in at five thirty. Once you clock in at five thirty, I'm sorry, I think we clocked in at five, no five thirty or five o'clock. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. But we clock in and we get the work done and we have a meeting at six. So once you get your work done within that first hour, you know, you might be done within what, 5.30. Okay, so I do clock in at 5 because I was done by 5.30. 6 o'clock, you have a meeting. I had my supervisor walk up to me. He's like, hey, man, come here. Let me talk to you real quick. Let me talk to you. He's like, man, you see these guys? These guys, they've been working here for so long. They can sit around in the shop and just do nothing. I'm trying to keep your ass here. That's exactly what he told me. He said he was trying to keep my ass there. And so what I realized in that moment was like, man, my spirit was telling me like, yo, man, just leave. You already going through a lot. Mind you, I just told y'all what I had did to myself. I'm at work with a long sleeve on. I don't even know what I'm going through. Like, I'm like, damn, I, I can't even understand why I did it, right? And so I ended up leaving work because I went in and told them, like, hey, I'm not doing well mentally. They uh, thanked me for it. And it was like, yo, man, you know, go ahead and go home. Get your mind right. We'll talk about it tomorrow. So that's what I did. Um, I went to the car. I went to my car and I had $37 or 37 miles in my gas tank at that time. And I was just like, man, bro, I ain't going to get paid until tomorrow. And so I called one of my close friends, father, and I told him exactly what I was going through. I ain't sugarcoat nothing. I kept it a hundred. And I told him, and he was like, you know what? Come over. So I went over there. I sat down, man, and I talked with them because, you know, my, my friend, man, his dad was actually my first football coach. So, you know, and I grew up in the same apartment building with them. So we actually have a real close relationship. And you know, I was able to just be honest with him about everything I was going through. And man, it's, this is the beauty about going to your people that really know you or, or that really started with you is that they can reappoint you back to yourself and even remind you of yourself about who you are, what you've done, what you've accomplished. Sometimes we get so caught up in life, we deviate from even what we really want or what we should be doing or our path. And so I'm talking to them and they like, look, man, understand that people go through things like this all the time. We are just happy that you came to us and to, and to talk to us about this. But what was important was them showing me everything that I had already been through. They were like, look, man, you had a kid when you were 17 out of high school. You planned on going to play college football. That didn't end up happening. But you decided to go to the Navy. My first year with them being in the Navy, bro, my mom passed away. And then seven months after my mom passing away, man, I found out my dad was going to prison. And then on top of that, I was going on a 10 month deployment in the Navy. And so you can imagine like what I was going through in my head. Like it was one thing from another. But anyways, you know, to get back, they was just pointing me back to like, yo, man, look at all the things that you've overcame. You know, I'm now married with a wife and four kids. You feel me? And it's like, man, my whole life has been transformed and I am on the right path. But I forgot for that split moment how important it was to really have time to yourself. How important it was to really, you know, be and sit with your thoughts, how important it was to really have an outlet like going to work out or journaling or podcasting or something, just something else outside of just business all the time where you need to really, you know, express yourself in, in other ways. You know, it's not just about work and family all the time, man. We are human beings and we really need to have an outlet for the things that are going on in our lives. You know, we got to direct that somewhere else to have to put that energy somewhere to so you can um de-stress yourself and man i'm very grateful for uh for coach foster but man the conversation after coach foster was a conversation i had with my dog t foss man me and t foss we were sitting down man he's wanted to let me know he's like man i love you man and i understand everybody go through things and look at you bro you already knew where to come you already knew to come with to family but he was like let me tell you about yourself man he said, you know, when we were younger, you was the one in high school where you were like, you would think about businesses and the type of life that you want to live. And man, he was like, man, you know, we already knew you was different. 
we knew you was different, bro. You've been different from the jump. Like, you always been business-minded, even from high school, you know? And I had to really look at it, and I'm like, damn, like, anybody that, that if you know me up to this point and you listening to this podcast, how many businesses have I started? How many things have I done? Like, y'all kind of y'all kind of see where I'm going. You see where the flow is. And so for him to even redirect me back to myself and remind me of everything I've ever accomplished, we was laughing on the balcony. And I'm like, man, can you imagine if we had social media at the time when I was like really in that type of zone, like really in it, like really, really motivated. And we both looked at each other and I'm like, yo, bro, I'm at this time right now. And I have the type of mindset to go ahead and go through with it. And so, man, you know, it was interesting because us having that conversation, I came up with this podcast and I was like, yo, man, you know what? I'm starting to realize I got so many life experiences that I've been through that I should really share with other people because we can help navigate each other out of these experiences if we share them with each other and in that moment you know what he said he said destruction is its own creation that's exactly what he told me and I was like wow bro that's gonna be the name of the first episode destruction is its own creation because that's how we got to this very exact point of you have a PhD in life podcast man y'all think I started this podcast after that Nah, I didn't. One thing that did really change is my uh, just me understanding like, yo, I need an outlet. So I start reading a lot more and I start working out because those gave me opportunities to like really have time to myself and really do something outside of family and working or whatever else. But man, let me tell you when it print, when it rains, it pours. Right. So I end up deciding like, OK, I'm gonna go ahead and go to the doctor, get a checkup. I haven't had one in two years. So I go to the doctor get blood work done, get a full physical, you know, I get a call about a week later and the doctor's like, yo, um, we looked at your blood work and it kind of looks abnormal. Can you come back in? I'm like, okay. So I go back in, go get my blood work redone. And they're like, okay. A week later after that, I got my second blood work. They're like, yo, um, we need to, we need you to come back in. So I go back in, sit down with them. We talk and they, and they basically just tell me like, yo, you could potentially have blood cancer. We're going to have to go ahead and schedule you for a bone marrow biopsy. Now, man, I'm in my mind. I'm like, like this really, like this really going to happen right now. And I think, I think for a split second, man, maybe, maybe like the first couple of days, I was really feeling sorry for myself. And I had to really start thinking, I'm like, yo, bro, I don't, I don't feel abnormal though. So why am I even going to sit here and and let this information that the doctor gave me really affect me? I was like, if anything, I'm about to go live my life and I'm going to start doing everything that I want to do. Like that was literally my mentality. Like, yo, bro, it is time for you to start doing everything that you want to do, because if it's possible that you're going to be dying soon from blood cancer, bro, you might as well do everything that you've ever wanted to do in your life. And that was like the switch right there, man. And I'm like, you know what, bro, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start smoking and drinking. I'm going to freaking start reading. I'm going to do everything I wanted to do. Mind has been so much more clear. Now I'm operating from a place of uh, sobriety and I believe. I'm going to probably stay this way. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'll probably get to points where, you know, I celebrate with friends and take shots, but I'm, I don't want to treat any of that stuff like a necessity anymore. I just want it as a luxury. And I want to go ahead and build out my life the way I decided I wanted to build it because man, life is short, bro. And to go through that, you know, made me realize that, you know what, man, I have a PhD in life, man. And there's a lot of experiences and ideas and things that come to me that I'm ready to share with the world. And this is exactly how I'm going to do it. And uh, man, I just want to thank you guys for even, you know, staying this long to listen to the first episode. Um, I have to brainstorm on my next episode, so I don't even know what we're going to discuss, but I am probably going to drop one of my first thought concepts that I have just to kind of give you guys an idea of like, man, yo, um, 
the things that I, I want to talk about and discuss on here. So if you made it this far, I just want to say thank you. Um, and, you know, I want to welcome you guys to you have a PhD in life. And I want to thank you. And I want you guys to know that this is going to be a community that's going to change the world because the things that we're going to discuss and talk about the interviews that we're going to do and the books that we're going to be dropping is going to transform your life. I am your host, Smook Diesel. And once again, I want to thank you guys for enjoying me on the You Have a PhD in Life podcast. Some said I wasn't ready. Some said I wasn't ready. But I'm ready, set, go. Tell it all before I go. If I want my vision heard, I got to feel it in my soul. So I'm ready, set, go. I said I'm ready, set, go.